And uh, it is lovely to celebrate Easter together. And in, in fact, it is, of course, Palm Sunday this morning. If you're in the Church of England, of course, they'd be celebrating that. And uh, we do mark that here. We do mark that here. A wonderful celebration of the King Jesus riding into Jerusalem, the coming King. And it marks the start of Passion Week, doesn't it? Passion in Latin means to suffer and endure. Specifically, the passion of Christ means that he has suffered and endured for us. And then this Friday, as Trevor said, we have our Good Friday service at midday for now. Come and join us, a time of meditation and remembering the sacrifice of our Lord on the cross. And then we have our Easter Sunday celebration on Sunday uh, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord uh, and indeed baptisms, which is like the perfect time, isn't it, to do it on an Easter Sunday. Dying to ourselves, as Trevor said, and, and coming out of those waters, a new creation in Christ Jesus. And uh, if you haven't been baptized, now is the time. Now is the time. Like, you know, let's just do it, hey? <laughs> this, you know, Jesus did say, as Trevor said, you know, repent and believe and be baptized. I think some people think it's an option. I hope you don't mind me being direct with you. <laughs> it's not really an option. If you're a believer, it's just the most amazing thing. So let's just do it. Now is the time. And uh, just say, yes, Lord, that's me. I'm going to follow you and be baptized. And it's just an amazing thing to do. And let's celebrate Palm Sunday. Going back to today, last week, the kids in village um, made some amazing uh, palm trees. And I'm sure they're doing some amazing activities today as well. Uh, and Maria, bless her, she was very kindly cut me out one of our palms, I cut off one of the palms outside because I said, I think I might use one. But when I discovered how many thorns were on the stem, I thought, well, I don't really fancy waving that. You don't want to see my blood everywhere, do you? So uh, I've left that one. But you can imagine palms. We all know what they look like, right? So Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday. You know, as we look to celebrate it together, what we're going to see is it's more than just an event that we mark and celebrate uh, and which we rightly remember and celebrate. It's more than just that. This story is also a revelation of the heart of God and in response, the heart of man. That's what this is about. For as God reveals his name to us this morning, his name will also reveal us. You know, when we started this series a few weeks ago, we looked at what's in a name. Turns out quite a lot. Names have meaning. But what we also said was, who we worship we become, and who God is has profound implications for who we are. Because if all of a sudden you see God in a particular way with his promises, then that causes us to respond to his promises in a particular way. And so this morning, as God reveals his name to us, it's also going to reveal who we are. I can see you're all very excited. <laughs> and so we do so in the continuation of this series, Revealed, uh, The Names of God. And if you've missed any of those, I'd invite you to catch up. You can do so on the website, the Vineyard Church Code UK, but also our smartphone app. And we've looked at many names. And um, what I want us to do this morning, before we look at the name of God for this week, I'd like us to read the account of Jesus coming into Jerusalem. And you can find that on, uh, in Matthew 21. And we're going to read verses 1 to 11. So why don't you turn with me uh, as we read that. It will, of course, be on the screen as well. As we read this account of Jesus coming into Jerusalem, 
That's Matthew 21. So as they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. Say to daughter Zion, see your kingdom come, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Wow. What an amazing scene that we find here, hey? A scene of jubilation. A scene of celebration. Here we find Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey to the fanfare and praise of adoration. The king has come. Finally, the long-awaited savior of the Jews is here. And in this event, fulfilling that prophecy that we read on verse 5, which is from Zechariah 9.9, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion, shout, daughter Jerusalem, see, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly, and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. See, not coming in a converted royal Bentley, though that I'm sure that's very comfortable. It looks comfortable, doesn't it? Could do with one of those. Not riding in a, in a bulletproof Pope-mobile. Nice that may be. Doesn't look that comfortable, actually. But no, riding on something even less comfortable. A lowly donkey. For a lowly king. And as prophesied, right on cue, Jerusalem shouted, Hosanna! Hosanna! Wow, what a story, hey? Now, you know when you read some books and you get to this kind of point, you think, well, what's the point of carrying on? I know what happens. It's one of those happy ever after books, isn't it? You know, Jesus rides in, they say welcome, they give him a throne, give him a crown, happy ever after. Well, we know that's not the case, right? It has the inevitable act three, you know, the third act in any story, the the Hollywood plot twist. Because that's not exactly what happens, is it? We know the story. For in a matter of days, in a matter of days, these merry throng who had shouted, Hosanna, now wanted Jesus killed. The people that had followed him in now had scattered. Why? What happened in only a few days? Have you ever wondered what happened? Why? From a Sunday and all of a sudden to a Friday, something changes From such praise, such adoration, from shouts of Hosanna to shouts of crucify him. Crucify him. From accepting and welcoming Jesus as king to rejecting and despising him as worse than a murderer. Away with this man. 
Release Barabbas, Barabbas, the murderer, to us instead. What happened? From this scene of what seems to be a coronation to a scene of crucifixion. Why did their hearts turn? And you know, in order to understand this, and that's what I want to look at this morning, in order to understand this, we need to go back before we can go forward. And as we do, we're going to look at a name of God which he revealed to his people. And that name is this, Jehovah Rohi, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord my shepherd. And we read this in that wonderful of Psalm, Psalm 23. And you know, during the position series, which is what we, uh, we looked at for, I think it was eight weeks for the start of this year, how we position ourselves for his, a wave of his spirit. We looked at hungering after him, didn't we? Uh, an attitude of hunger. And we looked at this psalm and unpacked it. And, and if you missed that, I'd encourage you to, to, to listen to that. It's some great stuff. But the psalmist starts by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. In Hebrew, that is Jehovah, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Why? Because he is also Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. I shall lack no good thing. And you know, last week we looked at Jehovah Jireh, didn't we? That uh, not only does he supply our daily needs, but he supplies our needs for those steps of faith that we take. And it was a God thing, if you recall who was here last week. We had forgotten to take the note, uh, the offering at the at the, the, the earlier part of the service, and so God said, take the offering at the end, and we did so. And we said, you know what, this is the time God is saying, you know, you know, test me on this. He says in Malachi, if I will not open the windows of heaven as you bring the tithe into the storehouse. And it was just an amazing time. And you know what, we got started getting emails during last week of the testimonies coming through of God providing. I want to share some of these with you. You know, someone gave on Sunday, then they walked into work on Monday and received an unexpected pay rise. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Someone else at the start of the week received an unexpected tax rebate. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Someone gave £10 in faith on a Sunday. And on Tuesday received an unexpected gift of £100. Thank you, Lord. Someone had a large bill to pay and was struggling to pay it. But someone offered to pay it in full for them. Isn't that amazing? Jehovah, Jireh, my provider. Why? Because he is Jehovah Ochi, the Lord, my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Thank you, Lord. But here's the thing about Jehovah Ochi. You see, as God reveals in this moment himself as our shepherd, what it also does is reveals us as his flock. Right? If he's our shepherd, that means we're his flock. What does that mean for us? He's a shepherd leading a sheep who are willing to submit their will to the shepherd. A shepherd directing a sheep who delights in the ways of the shepherd. A shepherd guarding a sheep who trusts in the strength of the shepherd. Correcting a sheep who accept the love of the shepherd and feeding a sheep who hunger to be fed by the shepherd. Calling a sheep who recognize the voice of the shepherd and saving a sheep who receive the saving hands of the shepherd. 
That is who he is, but that is who God is calling us to be. Calling us to be willing to submit, to delight in his ways, to trust in his strength, to accept his love, to hunger after him, and to recognize his voice, and to say yes to his receiving hands. Wow, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Rochi, my shepherd, takes care of me, always there, always intimate, requiring all from us as he gives all of himself. And soon, from this Psalm 23, Jehovah Rochi would be incarnate. What do I mean? Soon Jehovah Rochi would come among men. You see, over four centuries after David wrote this psalm, the prophet Ezekiel prophesied to a Jewish nation who had been exiled to Babylon, and he rebuked the, Israel, the leaders of Israel who had failed to shepherd the flock. And this is what God said through Ezekiel. I myself, this is Ezekiel 34, verses 15 to 16, I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down. Isn't that interesting? Reflection of Psalm 23 says the Lord God, I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Then we move on to verses 23 to 24. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd and I, Jehovah, will be their God. Isn't that interesting, using the personal name of God in the context of relationship? I, Jehovah, the great I am, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, Jehovah, have spoken. Now, isn't this interesting? Is God saying here that the great King David, you know, the ancient shepherd of Israel, will once again be their shepherd? Well, that doesn't make sense, does it? This was written four centuries after King David. No, it was a prophetic declaration of the seed of David, the Messiah, Jesus. And so you see, it was always intended that Jesus would come as Jehovah Rochi to save his flock. Isn't that interesting? David, both shepherd king and Jesus, shepherd king. And you see, not even realizing the significance That is what they declared on that road into Jerusalem as they shouted, Hosanna to the son of David, (laughs) declaring his kingship from the Davidic line, but also the line of the shepherd. But they should have realized, it shouldn't have been a surprise, because you see in John 10, 11, Jesus declares this, I am the good shepherd. I am Jehovah Rochi. You know, he was intentionally saying, hey, hey guys, remember the prophecy of Ezekiel? You know the promise of Jehovah? Well, here I am. Here I am. I am that good shepherd. I am God. But then he goes on in the following following of that verse to say this, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The great shepherd dying? What's that all about? That doesn't make sense. We don't want that. That's not what we're looking for. That's not what we need. And so fast forward back. 
on that road into Jerusalem, singing, Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. But as the week played out, it started to become obvious that Jesus was not who they had wanted. Not the strong king they thought they needed. For they thought they needed saving from the rule of Rome. But they actually needed saving from the rule of sin. They thought they needed a king for the kingdom of Israel. When all along they needed a king of their hearts. And then before long, Jesus found himself arrested and in front of the Sanhedrin, the chief priests of the law, mocked and abused as if the restraint of the Father God had been, that was in place had now been removed. Now it was obvious that this was someone instead to be despised, someone weak, not looking like the Savior they had imagined and the Savior they wanted. And then what do we find as we enter into Passion Week further in the week, in front of Pilate and the crowd, Jesus looking nothing like the king they had wanted. Instead, seeing a shepherd willing to die for his sheep, and even more, willing to identify with his flock and becoming the sacrificial lamb. Wow. They cried out in that moment, crucify him, crucify him. He is no longer our king. Crucify him. We don't need a shepherd. Crucify him. We don't need saving. We are not his sheep. And so you see in a matter of days, what do we see unfold? From the triumphal entry into Jerusalem to the bloody exit out. From the acceptance into the city gates to the rejection outside and onto a hill called Calvary. You see, they hadn't understood that the only way the shepherd could save them was to become that sacrificial lamb. And what they hadn't understood is that as he was their shepherd, they were his sheep. And they were called to fully submit their all to him as the flock of his pasture. They would have remembered Jesus saying this in Matthew 16, 24. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and pick up his cross. What? I thought Easter was all about Jesus and his cross. It's about what he's done on the cross for me. Absolutely. But it's also about Jesus saying, pick up your cross and die to yourself and be my sheep. For who God is has profound implications for who we are. For as his name reveals himself as a great shepherd, his name also reveals us as his sheep of the flock of his pasture. Now, here's interesting. In a matter of days, we have this complete plot twist. And it's a complete surprise, but it was no surprise for Jesus. You know, it's interesting. After the very moment they had heralded him in on that Palm Sunday, heralded him in as this king, the very next verse, Jesus starts crying and weeping over the city as he sees it and said this in Luke 19, 41 to 42. If you, Jerusalem, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes. 
They completely missed it. They completely missed it. What was hidden? Their great need for a great shepherd. They hadn't realized, you see, that he had come to die for them and that he was calling them to die themselves. Wow. While they were crying out for a king to save them from the external, they weren't interested in being saved in their hearts. While they wanted a king on the outside, they were not interested a king in the inside. They completely missed it. And I think God is saying this Easter, I don't want you guys to miss it. I don't want you guys to miss the amazing thing the amazing sacrifice on the cross because the promise of new life is there for you if you die to yourself too. And you might have been a Christian for so many, many, many years. And you're saying to yourself, here comes another Easter. Great news. But Jesus is saying to you, I want to go deeper. There is more life and more freedom to the degree that you submit yourself to me. I am the great shepherd. I will lead you but be willing to be led. I am the great shepherd. I am going to feed you, but you need to be willing to hunger after me. I am the great shepherd. I will lead you before still waters, but you need to thirst after me. Be my sheep. And Jesus is saying, will you be my sheep this morning? I'd like us to watch this video together. Thank you, Lord. It is finished. It was all done on the cross for us. Wow, thank you, Lord. You know, let us not be a people this Easter that proclaims him as king on a Sunday, but rejects him as our shepherd on a Friday. Let's not just look to the king to battle outside for us and then reject him when he knocks on our heart and says, I want to come in as your great shepherd. This Easter, God has something new and fresh for each one of us as we press in. I'd like to invite the band up. I'd like you guys to stand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Jehovah, our great shepherd, we thank you that you came amongst us, Emmanuel, God with us, and became our great shepherd. But even more than that, Lord, you identified with us and became a sacrificial lamb. You died on the cross for our sins. You took the punishment that was due us. And in so doing, you purchased for us peace. Peace with our heavenly Father. And you rose again on the third day and we thank you this Easter, Lord, as we remember that sacrifice, that you are our great shepherd. But Lord, I pray in this season we would be willing to be your sheep, that we will be willing to be led by you as we submit ourselves to you, that we would be willing to be guided by you as we put all of our trust in you, that we would be willing to be fed by you as we hunger after you as we'd be willing to be corrected by you, acknowledging that you love us and you discipline those that you love. And Lord, would we be willing to cry and call upon you 
for you died for our sins so that we can have new life. As a band play, I just want us to allow the Holy Spirit to continue to minister to our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Jehovah Rochi, thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you that you love us and that you care for us. Thank you that you've got a perfect plan for each one of us. Thank you that you took up that cross for us. And yet you also require us to take up our cross and die to ourselves. Jesus, because as we empty ourselves, you pour in who you are into us. We're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Bring freedom. Bring freedom, Lord Jesus. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. melt our hard hearts. Thank you for your invitation to go deeper. I feel this is a significant moment for many people here this morning. For those victories you've been crying out for as you die to self. The Lord will pour his lifeblood into you. And I want to give us an opportunity to respond. And if you want to say, Lord, my shepherd, I want to be your sheep, then just come to the front now. We have plenty of time. There's no rushing away. It might sound scary. You might be embarrassed. Don't be any of those things. Just come and say, yes, that's me. And come to the front. And we're just going to pray a blessing on you. You want to say, Lord, would you be my shepherd? I want to be your sheep. Just come forward now. There you go. Bless you. Come. Come forward. Don't worry about other people. Just come to the front. And the Lord is going to bless you. Come. Come. There you go. If you're saying, I want to be your sheep, Lord. I want to submit to you. I want to hunger after you. I want to be filled by you. Just come to the front now. Thank you, Lord. Keep coming. Bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord keep coming I know there's more of you if your heart's beating fast and you're thinking maybe it's me I'd help you out here it is you <laughs> come forward don't worry about other people we've got plenty of time I want to give you an opportunity to allow the Lord to minister to you yeah bless you come forward thank you Lord Jehovah Rochi oh God there's so much peace in letting him be the shepherd and for us being his sheep there's so much freedom in the Lord being our shepherd and us being his sheep. Where you've battled, where you're tired, the Lord is saying, just give all to me. In this Easter season is a promise of new life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's still time. If, if you want to come forward, just come to the front. We're not going to do anything weird. Just pray a blessing on you. If you're part of the ministry team and if you're authorized to pray, I want you to start coming around the people and just laying a hand on them and just say, Lord, just bless what you're doing in this place. Bless what you're doing in their hearts, Lord. That's it, guys. Come forward. Let's just start praying with the people. Thank you, Lord. 
Lord, release life in this place. Release freedom in this place. Release victory in this place. Come and minister to us, the great shepherd of the flock. Come, there's new life in this place. Bless you. You can keep coming forward. Bless you. Yes, well done. Bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. An Easter like no other, a moment like no other, for now is the time, saith the Lord. If you will allow, the Lord says, I am about to reveal something new into your hearts. If you allow to die to yourself and submit to me, I will reveal something new of me. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless you, Jesus. More of your healing touch. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside green pastures and beside still waters. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear not evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me before thine enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord.